0: You are listening to The Walking Leader Podcast, episode number 261. Hello, I am your host, David Guerra, and I welcome you back to another episode of The Walking Leader Podcast. As always, The Walking Leader Podcast is for you, current and future leaders, to help give you the tools to help you succeed as a leader in your organization as well as in your personal life. The tools of the walking leader focus on getting you up and out from behind your desk and out onto the front lines where those you lead, because that's where they are every day. They're in the trenches, day in and day out, and as a leader. Attention leaders, in case no one told you, I'm telling you now, it is your responsibility to know how the battle is going, and there is no better way to know than to be out on the front lines where the bullets are flying. So get out there, and now without delay, let's get this episode started. As living, breathing human beings, there are three things we all have in common. We can choose to be positive or negative. We like to live the life we are living, and we do not like being told what to do. Of course, the amount of attention we give one or the other will vary in our lives, but we all share these three things. Now, obviously, there are more things we as humans share, such as living, loving, and wanting to be better. Never forgetting, we also have just as many, if not more, things that we do not have in common. And that's what makes us unique. Unique in how we approach receiving feedback, both solicited and unsolicited, is what separates us from the rest of the animals. Now, in case you did not know, I want to share with you this gold nugget when it comes to feedback. And I found this on the 4impact.org website titled, their article titled, Three Types of Feedback. And it comes from the book, Thanks for for the Feedback by Douglas Stones and Sheila Heen. Quote, feedback comes in three forms. Appreciation, thanks. Coaching, here's a better way to do it. And evaluation, here's where you stand, end quote. Now, of course, in some cases, how we deal with the solicited and unsolicited feedback or how it is delivered could quickly, well, change, affect, affect, those with the amateur mindset and on the same level as a shiver of sharks in the middle of a feeding frenzy that's what they're called a group of sharks is a shiver now no sense of decency calmness or patience but an all-out attack on those who dare say something negative whether it's perceived whether it's misunderstood or actually it's negative negative. About us, you know, it's just what happens. Now, the amateur does not have the knowledge, the experience, and the wisdom to escape the ability from either physically or verbally assaulting someone who dares offer any form of feedback, let alone criticisms. Now, unfortunately, the individual deeply rooted in an amateur mindset has no problem and knows exactly how to react when it comes to receiving feedback. And for those that uh, that take reacting to feedback to the extreme, well, they can almost always smell the blood in the water long before anyone even thinks about opening their mouth to say anything close to appearing like feedback or criticism. Now, the Oxford Languages website shares the definition of criticism as, quote, the expression of dis- disapproval of someone or something based on perceived faults or mistakes, end quote. So growing up, story time. As a teenager or young adult, like almost all teenagers and young adults, I thought I knew it all. Seriously, I thought I knew it all. Unfortunately, as I was lacking the knowledge, experience, and wisdom, there were plenty of times that I just had to find out for myself. Of course, there were times that, well, to this day, still find myself saying to myself, if I had only listened to those that were providing the unsolicited feedback. But then it was all a... Back then, it was all unsolicited, and as and as I knew everything, why would I ask anyone for anything? You know, I knew everything. Now, please do not get me wrong. I now know I had to experience the losses in order to get the wins. But all those years ago, no one could say anything to me without getting a dirty look, a sharp tongue, or a flat-out disgust flung right back at them. Now, that was my amateur mindset at work. Of course, my time in the military in the U.S. Army gave me plenty of losses and wins. And after completing my hitch with the U.S. Army as an infantryman, I realized that there were more wins on my side. But again, that was when I was in the Army. You look back. Now, out of the military, I had to start over. I had to start over in civilian life. And for those that uh, never served in the military, you're at a great disadvantage because you never had to start over again and start over in that you work to achieve a level of proficiency in my case as an infantryman, then you have to start all over again in civilian life. And those that never served are woefully unprepared to start over when that time comes. It most certainly is coming. If it hasn't come to you yet, it will come and there'll be more to come. It's, It's happened to me over the years. Now, when the time arrives, having knowledge, the knowledge, experience, and wisdom will certainly help in overcoming and moving beyond that time, whatever that unique time is for you. Growing older, gaining valuable experience, and becoming somewhat wiser, I hope I've learned that by adding humility to my reactions, especially to feedback, it increased the level of appropriate or correct response to that solicited and unsolicited feedback. Now, do not for one second make the mistake in believing that humility is an overnight delivery. It takes a long time. And even to this day, I'm still working on and building upon the progress I've made so far. Again, it's it's a long process. And I am by no means saying it's going to be easy. Then again, I'm not saying it will be difficult. What I am saying is that you, that if you keep your mind open and responsive to change, the journey will be long, so long as you'll be patient. Otherwise, it's only going to get longer, and it will be longer. Now, for those with an amateur mindset, they take any kind of feedback, whether constructive or spiteful, or whatever they want to call it, and view it as a criticism. And remember, the definition of criticism as the expression of disapproval of someone or something based on perceived faults or mistakes That definition alone can definitely lead one to take a one-sided stance when it comes to being given criticism. While no one can truly be faulted for taking a negative reaction to criticism that is under the guise of feedback, then again, most people, well, when most people give feedback, they do so in a manner that to the bearer of the feedback, the one that's giving it. Their intent was purely not to jab, not to poke or harm. Yet, to the amateur mindset individual, that feedback comes across as an all-out frontal assault and let the feeding frenzy begin. All bets are off. Now, to be fair, the blame solely does not lie on the individual with the amateur mindset. See, in my experience, I have witnessed those providing feedback that is intended to be harmful, demeaning and demoralizing because of what you say or do is not to their liking. There's people out there that will do that. Now that, you and I cannot help. I cannot help. and You cannot help it. But you can do something about it. And this applies to the amateurs and professionals alike. It's real simple. Remove yourself from the firing line. The firing line of those passive aggressive or aggressive aggressive behavior individuals. And once you remove yourself, you stop going to them for their approval. Those that are being hurtful, demeaning, or demoralizing they're going to find themselves without the audience that feeds them those tears to drink. The audience, and that would be you, that has given them power and attention for so long, is now gone and they have nothing left to say to anyone, especially to you. Now, once the hurt, the anger, and the feeling of deceit is gone, then can the amateur continue to grow beyond what they what they are now? Now, sadly, far too many reach a level of codependency that to remove themselves will make them feel like they are in the wrong. Now they become the wrongdoer, not the other way around. You could say it's almost like Stock- like the Stockholm Syndrome, where the kidnapped individual forms a strong psychological bond with their captors. That level of codependency comes from any number of origins, even to believe that the victim is actually a martyr, in that they are holding on to their captors, only to spare others of the misery the captor will bring to anyone that's newly captured. Any new kidnapped victim, victims. Where still is when the captive is so deeply entrenched with their captor to actually believe that they can change their captor's behavior. Don't do it. This is the amateur mindset at its darkest. Now, you have to change yourself, set yourself free. You have to fix yourself first before you can even imagine you can fix anyone else. Now, no matter what people say in bad relationships or, or bad situations instead of leaving, or, I'm sorry, no matter what people, no matter why people stay in bad relationships or, soci- or situations instead of leaving, it will create high levels of animosity, especially when given feedback that is not to the amateur's liking. Then they try harder. The amateur then will try harder and harder. Eventually, they fall into the role of the beta because of the attention they seek in the form of that positive feedback. However, that all elusive positive feedback grows further and further away. It it takes longer to get the positive feedback. That's when they know they got you. That's when they really have you. And ultimately, that individual that's giving that negative feedback, right, or it's not giving or it's just trickles of positive feedback. They're going to see the amateur as nothing more than a simp. And for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, the Urban Dictionary defines a simp, S-I-M-P, as, quote, someone who does way too much for a person they like, and it does not usually end well for all involved. Now, this may be the deep end of the amateur mindset, which which could be avoided altogether by realizing if what they did was not good enough to get the positive result from that individual, no matter what they do in the future, Will never be good enough and again the amateur feels entitled to elicit some kind of response knowing fully well why bother as it is as it will only lead to more pain and suffering and folks in the end isn't what pain isn't pain and suffering some of the things we want less of in our lives see falling into the trap of trying and knowing failure will always occur because someone refuses to change will only harden the resolve of the amateur mindset individual to keep doing things the way they have been always, they've always been done. And folks, that's not a good thing. Well, that's it for this episode of the Walking Leader Podcast. If you have any comments or questions, please don't hesitate. To drop me an email at dave at davegarrett.com or leave me a voice message at the Walking Leader hotline at 956-720-0060. Or reach out to me on Twitter at Dave Guerra, all one word. That's the at symbol, Dave Guerra. That's my name. And I look forward to hearing from you. Also, I want to thank you for your time. I do appreciate you making it to this point of the episode. I am David Guerra, author of the books The Walking Leader and Great to Follow. And I invite you to subscribe to The Walking Leader podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, and Stitcher. You can find all those links on the DaveGuerra.com website. Lastly, I want to remind you to always go beyond the grind and go beyond the hustle because that's the only way to be the walking leader and a leader that is truly great to follow. And until next time, I thank you. The Walking Leader Podcast is a David Gerard presentation.